Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back for another week. Got a bunch of people watching us live on the Zoom right now. That's fantastic. Brian, I'm at the beach house. It's uh, wonderful weather out, and and yet I'm inside talking to you. That's how much we care about our clients, right? Yeah, I'm just at my house. I'm not doing anything fun and exciting today, but just working. But that's okay too. So uh, I don't have a beach house, but that's all right. Well, you know, today <laughs> is a work day. Well, and 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 you gotta understand, Dale. Too, the beach is what? How many miles from your house? I don't even know what the fraction would be, but it's like two blocks. Yeah, so um, there's a big difference between Dale having a beach house and me having a beach house. I'm landlocked. There ain't a beach in sight. So. <laughs> Not a lot of, well, yeah, I mean, you have lakes and stuff, right? You're in Colorado, mm -hmm. right? Mountains, lakes, you have bodies of water. We do. But, you know, if I was going to buy a house, I'd buy a mountain house, probably, if I was buy a, rec a recreational house. So yeah, just a different thing. So I love Colorado. It's beautiful. It is. It's gorgeous. Uh, so I have a call today, and it's from one of our clients uh, that trains with us. And he's, um, you know, worked with us for a little while now. And, you know, I want to play this uh, uh, because it's a, it's a recording. He's in his car. And, um, you know, he takes a Zillow call, which we should, but I want to break this down for people. And, you know, he's a, a successful agent. I think he's been in, in the business uh, four or five years now, I, I think, doing well. However, you know, a lot of what we do playing these calls is that we kind of uncover the hidden stuff that salespeople don't realize they're doing or they don't realize the errors that are kind of getting in their way. And so I'm just going to play this from the start all the way through, and then we can talk about the good things. We can talk about the bad things and awesome. you know, maybe give some advice. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, and But before you do that, I just want to point out what Dale just said. I think one of the biggest problems that happens in real estate in general and sales in general is we accidentally get the result we're looking for. And then we start to practice that thing that really didn't work. We got used a lot of times we get that the result in spite of the thing we said. And then we actually turn that thing into the thing we say all the time. And we wonder why we continue to fail. So these are little tiny things that, that really can matter. So yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to tell everybody, listen for tone and pace and also listen for rapport, right? Uh, so we're going to play this. Oh, and you know, uh, Brian, we always like struggle with trying to like, bleep out somebody's name or where they're from or whatever. Mm -hmm. I finally got smart and I sent it to my staff and I gave them timestamps and I said, fix this for me. It's shocking what happens when you do that. Those of you who are listening as Dell queues up the call, that's that's delegate and create leverage for yourself or do what Dell does and try and hit pause or as the thing comes in, I gave up on that, but I'm, not, I'm just not that coordinated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. So I'm, this is from the beginning, agents in his car taking a Zillow call. Nice, let's go. Thank you. We're connecting you to a local agent now. And this is normal speed. Uh, hello. Hey. So um, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm trying. Uh, am I, can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can hear you better now. Okay, sorry, I'm just coming through a dead zone. Um, but yeah, but our friends at Zillow tell me that you're interested in 2719 East Shore Drive. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, and you'd like to go out there and take a peek at it this evening at 5. Is that also correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Um, so I can certainly work on getting that set up for you. Now, if, uh, if 5 o'clock today does not work, uh, is there a better time either later on this evening or maybe tomorrow that would be better for you? I'd just like to cover all bases in case there's any conflict with the sellers. Uh, yeah, we're pretty flexible this weekend, so whatever works, just let me okay. know. Uh, all right, good. Well, well, what I'll do is I'll shoot for 5 o'clock this evening again. I'd just like to have all bases covered in case something comes up. Uh, let me make sure I have the right contact information for you. It says here your number is... Is that a landline or is that your cell phone? That's my cell phone, and that's correct. Okay. All right, cool. So, so what I'm going to do is once we hang up here, I'm going to shoot you a quick text message so you have my personal number. I'll also send you over a picture of my business card. It's going to have my email address, my office number, and unfortunately my smiling fat face as well. Uh, and then I'll reach out to the sellers and see what I can do about getting us set up today. If not today, I'll work on getting us something, uh, as, as uh, whatever works out for you tomorrow. How's that work? You can hear the blanker in the background. <laughs> He's like making a turn. I'm going to finish playing it. Okay. Uh, All right. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. What was that? Sorry. No, I, 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 thought, I thought you were saying something. I felt like I cut you off, so I wanted to back off and let you say what you need to say. Oh, yeah. No, I, I wasn't saying anything. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to hold you on the phone. I'm going to reach out to the sellers. I'll shoot you that text message, and then I will let you know exactly what, uh, what happens as far as tonight. And if not tonight, then what uh, time is going to work for all of us tomorrow? Okay, sounds good. All right, sir. Thank you so much for your time. I will speak with you soon. All right, so let's just talk about a couple of good things, right? So uh, he wrapped up the call. He said what was going to happen when we were going to talk next and, you know, what that communication was going to be. He controlled the conversation. Definitely he did that. Definitely controlled it. Uh, got in there, you know, executed, set the appointment, which is what we always highlight. Obviously, at the beginning, there were some connection issues. Yeah, it's not his fault. But it is what it is, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, so for some of the critique, right, which would be he just went too fast, right? There was no rapport building. It was too fast. Like this lead, I'm sure this lead's head spin was spinning, right? And I played this at normal speed. The agent is so in the zone and so experienced at doing this that he just blasts through it, right? Now, I don't know if that has something to do with him being in the car and just trying to get it executed or what, but, you know, like we say here a lot, Brian, uh, is that you can take these calls in your car. You can totally execute this. And you don't have to remember 70 or 80% of what this person said because it's recorded. We have the recording right here. So take your time. You don't have to go so fast. Now, I don't know if maybe he was rushing to an appointment and had to run into a place or whatever that might be. With that said, take your time a little bit more. And you have to get some rapport built. This agent knows nothing about this lead. Absolutely nothing, except they want to see a house. Yes, 100% uh, agree with the rapport thing. Um, I want to point something out. And if I teach a class, I actually ask the people this. And I get about the same answer every time. When someone talks significantly faster than the client, what the client thinks on a subconscious level, whether they're aware of it or not, is this person is trying to pull something over on me. They're a slick salesperson. They don't think good things is really my point. I'll, I'll cover slow on the other side. If you talk significantly slower than the other person, they think you're dumb. I'll just share that with you. And it's not a conscious level either. They're not going, gee, this person's talking slow. They're dumb. It's happening on a subconscious level. Very important. So right. we all we all know that, but I just wanted to point out why it's super important to pace at the same at the same pace as somebody else. I want to say though a couple of things. So it's funny. I talk this fast. 
not with clients. I talk this fast all the time. And, and here's what this tells me about this guy. This guy knows his crap. Like to be able to talk that fast, wow. you have to know what's going on. Like that is not, he, he was not thinking about it. He knew his scripts, he knew his dialogues, he knew what to say, he knew when to say it. He just said it too fast. Um, so I also love that he booked the appointment. So Dale, obviously he's a client of yours and there's a reason for that. He didn't say, well, let me get back in front of my computer and I'll call you back. And I'll <laughs> That's the stuff that drives Dale and I absolutely nuts oh, yeah. because that. But I want to offer just a little bit of perspective on why this is a great call and a horrible call all at the same time. I don't know what Zillow leads cost in his market, but I can tell you, I know what they cost in mine. And a Zillow live connection on my most expensive zip code is $1,424. Wow. So well. those, those of you who buy Zillow leads, find out how much you're paying for them and decide whether you want to keep them or not. That's not the point of that. But my point is, if I'm having a conversation that costs me $1,400, I might be willing to slow down a little bit and find out what else is going on. Whatever else I happen to be going to, unless it's showing some, another client, I might want to say, you know what? $1,400 is a lot of freaking money. I don't care who you are. Um, I don't care if you're Elon Musk. $1,400 is a lot of money. And you want to make sure that you're that you're taking those opportunities because realistically, Dale, what, what are answer rates looking at today? Seven, eight, 9% best case scenario. So I spent $1,400 and I've got a human being on the phone. Take every opportunity to make sure that you're doing the best with that and, and you're winning. Um, I will also say this, um, and I don't know if you even teach this and if you don't, it's fine. I also have a button up that's, a, that's, Hey, by the way, if you see any other houses that you want to take a look at that kind of button up as well as, Hey, just, you know, you're probably going to get a bunch of other phone calls from a bunch of other agents. Just tell me work with Brian Curtis at HomeQuest Realty. And that way you don't have to, you know, go through this again, really look forward to seeing you. Da, da, da. That little stupid phrase that I just did there saves a lot of people. Yeah, because we yeah. do teach that also. Yes. Okay. Cool. And he would have needed to. I wrote that down. You know, he would have needed to shut out other agents, see if there's other homes they want to look at, and it need. That's why it needs to go a little slower. He was just going too fast, right? He was just speeding through it. Punch. You know, he just kind of like check the box. Needs to slow down. And um, again, back to the rapport thing. There's no. There was no meat to this conversation, right? There was no. Yep. When I say meat, there's no substance. There was no substance to this conversation. There's really very little reason that that consumer would remember this salesperson or that conversation. Yeah, at least in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk about that, but you know, there's not. There's not a lot of. I don't know how to say it. There's just not a lot of connection. That's what I'm looking for. There's no connection between these two people. Very transactional. Here's what I want to say, Eric, love this guy, right? He's the agent. Mm -hmm. uh, I know personally that if Eric were here, he'd be like, well, I don't really want to know about, I don't, I don't really care about the person, right? I'm here to sell houses. And I know Eric's probably listening to this right now and that's okay. And I, I I'm fine with that. Right. I've even talked about having some of the same sentiments, right? Like mm -hmm. I want to sell you a house. I don't want to come to your barbecue. Uh, but in order to capture this client, in order to retain this client, the client wants to like you, right? And so you can give them the opportunity to like you if you have more conversation about who they are, what they're trying to do, and why they're trying to do it, right? So even if you don't want to like them or don't want to know them, give them the opportunity to like you.
100% people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? Yeah. It took me many years to figure that trick out, right? I was like, I thought I could just, you know, brute force my way into relationships and business and it doesn't work that way. Well, and here's the sad part. It kind of reiterates the point. It works somewhat. It does. And that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. It works somewhat. And you don't realize why you've got a 50% close rate when you meet somebody and somebody else got an 80% close rate when when they meet somebody. I definitely went through a period of, you know, before I became a kinder, kinder, gentler salesperson, I went through a period where I was like, why the hell are they selling more real estate than me? I'm better than they are, right? Turns out I was being a jerk or I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't letting, I wasn't being the person that another person could like, uh, you know, and, and build a relationship with, unless you were like me, right. Unless you were like a total driver and, you know, show up and get the the job done and no bullshit. Then we, we loved each other. Everybody clicked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Perfect. I'll say this. If you're a person who struggles with what Dale's talking about, by the way, I was a person who struggled with what Dale's talking about. I didn't give a rip about their kids and their dog and where they went. To school. I didn't care. I really didn't. Um, I was Again, I was very transactional. So there's a great book called The Alter Ego. Create an alter ego for yourself. Create the person who does care about that stuff and just be that person when you're with your clients. And then you can go back to being like me and Dale, not giving a rip when you're done. So we actually like people. I'm not saying that. But. So I'll say this. That's great. Who's the, do you know the author of that book? We can share it. I will do it here in just a second. It's in my audible. Give me one okay. second. So uh, I'll say that for me, I think the shift happened and this is something hopefully if, it, if it's helpful for, for the guests or the audience is that, uh, you know, it still doesn't make, I mean, I w- obviously we all want to help people. We all want to help them make a good purchase, make a good sale, make the most money, get the business done. Not that we don't care about those things particularly, but, you know, still like kids, dogs, hobbies, all that. I still don't care about it, right? Um, but the shift for, for me, I think, was just uh, developing the ability to be present with somebody so that I wasn't constantly thinking about myself. And I could just sort of put that aside and be present with you in the moment, right? And find something to be interested about, or at least sound interested in about you and about your family and things like that, and and just do it for them. So if that's another way of putting it, you know, certainly check out the book that Brian just recommended. What was the title of that again? It's called The Alter Ego Effect, and it's by a guy named Todd Herman. And it's actually, it's a fun book. Um, Those of you who are anywhere close to my age, they reference Bo Jackson in there. Um, Big Bo Jackson fan. He was freaking amazing when I was a kid. Um, uh, Beyonce, they talk about in there. Like all these people who literally had to create alter egos for their life to be successful. Beyonce was deathly afraid to go on stage. So so I, I can't remember what it is, but it's like, there's something she calls herself. That's her, that's her stage uh, personality. Hmm. It's not her. And, and, and again, if you're going to be in sales, I think we should all be required to take an acting class. We should all be able to, you know, do that. And I'll, I'll throw one other thing. I I heard this. Yeah. It would help a lot. But one of the other things I will say about this is try and find something that you like about the other person and then focus on it. Like, even if it's something small, Try and find something that you like about it. Again, that doesn't person doesn't become your best friend. I can honestly say full disclosure, I have never hung out with one of my past clients who wasn't a friend of mine before they became a past client. Not a single one. 
I have. There you go. Dale's yeah. even nicer than me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny in, in doing some of the call reviews that we do with uh, clients, you know, we'll stop the call. And so some clients you really have to, meaning tra uh, salespeople clients is what I'm saying. Right. So you, some people, you really have to teach them how to catch and, and take advantage of an opening for something that could be of interest, right? As something specific about the lead or the client or the prospect. And you literally have to practice it with them, right? So we'll be playing calls and you, I'll stop the call when somebody says something about their family or their spouse or their living situation or their future plans or what they do for a living or, you know, any life changes. And, you know, you'll hear it and the agent didn't take advantage of it, especially agents that need help learning how to, you know, build rapport or artificially build rapport. You really have to train them to do that and like listen for it, point it out and get them to build that muscle memory to where they can catch those little edges that they can pull up in a conversation and, and get off of the sales track and onto the rapport building track. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll say this about rapport. I wasn't very good at it at first. Like I literally had to practice questions that I asked. I mean, I'm going to, I dumbed it down for myself. I had a list of questions in my head that I would ask people, but here's something I learned. Oh, probably seven or eight years into sales. The easiest way to build rapport has nothing to do with asking people questions or doing it. it's just mirroring and matching. So if you're like, look, I don't know what questions to ask. I don't know. Great. Just, just practice mirroring and matching. And I mean that because here's something other people don't also people don't understand about rapport. Rapport is a feeling. It's a feeling that we know, like, and trust each other, but that doesn't actually mean we know, like, and trust each other. It's just a feeling that we know, like, and trust each other. And by the way, if you do the mirroring and matching, sometimes your client, if you're, I don't know if this was you, Dale, but my favorite clients, when I, the other people I could go, hi, I'm Brian. And then they would talk for 45 minutes. So I didn't have to carry the conversation at all. Those were my favorites because I didn't want to do the work. Um, yeah, just really did. Like, and we like used to the... put people in our car. Yeah, I like those people as long as they actually buy or sell something. Because Fair enough. Yeah, those 45-minute talkers who never do anything, those are the ones that drive me bananas. I, fair enough. I, I Yeah, I, that's probably an exaggeration, by the yeah. way. But my point is, those of us who actually put people in our, our car, that's how I learned to sell real estate. We would meet them at the office, they would get in our car, which means that you spent the entire two, three, four hours with them. There was no break. There was no, I'm going to get in my car and decompress, and then I'll go back on. You had to be on the entire time. So, you know, especially somebody who's shown houses two, three or four times, sometimes you run out of crap to talk about. Right. So, but if you build more rapport, they will open up more for you. If you do more mirroring and matching, they will do part of that work for you. They might not talk for 45 minutes straight, but my point is they're more willing to share more about themselves. Yep. And that's amazing. By the way, the more they share, guess what you're doing? You're building more rapport. Yeah. Do you have a call for us today? I do. I don't know if we have time, but let's play it anyway. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. I do have a hard stop. Um, I understand. So we will uh, we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll be short and sweet. I won't even preface it because we don't have that kind of time. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about yourself? Fabulous. Were you trying to get some information about a property in Centerton? Yes, ma'am. So I was browsing and I came across that uh, the little property in Centerton. Um, it looks great. Fantastic. Love the photos. Uh, I did see there is a uh, $75 HOA monthly agreement. I was hoping to see if I could take a look at the terms on that, if possible. Okay. Yeah. Let me Wait, pause it. 
I, I can pull up. I love how, <laughs> what, hey, everybody, what personality type is this? Who wants to see the terms of the HOA <laughs> before seeing the house, right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty clear which, what personality type that is. A big C, right? Gigantic C. Yeah. So I want to say that she's about to tell him that she's going to email him the docs. So before she says that, I'm just going to cover it since we're on pause. Don't do that. I'm not saying we don't eventually do that, but here's what I do. I'll get that information over to you. When I find it, I'm going to email it and call the person. I'm not going to just email it because now the person may never talk to me again. Right. Exactly. Don't, don't set yourself up for that. Hey, absolutely. I'll take a look at it. Here's another thing. She doesn't do this. Out of curiosity, what are your concerns about the HOA? Mm -hmm. find out what they don't like and don't like it's a great discovery opportunity there yeah you know i think i would suggest that she do kind of the technique that i teach which when somebody asks you a question you just repeat it back to them okay sure. great you want to see the hoa docs absolutely uh is there anything else that you wanted to know about the property or did you have any other questions right that's one or i could say hey that's great you want to know about the hoa docs fantastic have you seen this property yet right so I just want to lead into the, we can set an appointment to go see it. And uh, if like, I like your question also about what the, um, what is it about the HOA docs that you're looking for? You want to understand the, the knowledge and experience and perspective of this buyer or this prospect to understand why they want to look at those docs. What are they looking for? Is it because they have experience or because they don't have experience or whatever it is? Yeah, and it's also going to give you a little bit more insight into their personality. Oh, I don't want someone telling me what to do. You know, whatever they say, it, there's some, there's, he has a thought behind that, why he wants to see those, and we don't know what it is. And there's right. some good, and there's some good information there. Yeah. For that, I may have to do a little bit more digging. Um, yeah, it is $75 paid monthly, um, but I can, I can find the information, the HOA information, and share that with you for sure. Yes, that would be fantastic. That's really what I'm after. Um, I'm currently talking to a lender, so I wanted to go ahead and get started on looking around and read some information on that. Okay, perfect. What's a good email address? And I'll send that over to you. All right, so it's going to be... This is my job as a realtor is to help buyers find what they're looking for. All right, I'm going to... I'm going to, I'm going to rewind just a second here. Help you out with this property, but I'm also just a buyer's agent. So what that means is my oh, job no. as a realtor is... So Dale's saying the same thing. Don't tell people you're a buyer's agent. First of all, they don't know what the hell that means. And even if you explain it to them, they don't know what the hell that means. No. So, and, so and, don't and say that. I'm mm -hmm. just, and I'm just a buyer's agent suggests there is something else or there could be something else with more services attached to it or that could be more right for you, right? You, you don't need to classify yourself unless it's going to get you somewhere, right? For instance, if a homeowner says, hey, you know what? Uh, we have so-and-so that we're going to list our home with, but we were wondering uh, if they would be able to help us purchase also, right? And then I yep. say, well, you know, I'm a buyer specialist. I'm not a generalist, you know? So if you're looking for somebody to represent you on the purchase side, that's what we do specifically. And here's the advantage to you, right? Absolutely. That's where you're you're going to get some mileage out of it, not like in this case. Yeah. Cool. We'll play a little bit more to help buyers find what they're looking for mm -hmm. um, so i know you said you're speaking or like you know kind of getting the lending process going have you toured any properties or looked at anything in person 
That's good. I have not. Great question. I've driven by uh, that property. Uh, was it nine or eight thirty one or whatever uh, around there in Centerton, and I like the little cul-de-sac. Um, I did see other properties on Zillow um, that are really similar to that. So, but I, depending what my lender says, I would be very interested in taking a tour of the of that home or other homes similar to that one. Yeah, cool. Okay. So like I say, I'm definitely going to get you the HOA information, um, but I'll be more than happy to take you on a tour of this property or any other ones that you're interested in. Um, so this one is listed at 231 and it's a three bedroom. Are you looking for a Can you pause for me? I think she's doing a good job right now. I feel like with this scenario prior to what she's doing right now, when she said, I'd be happy to take you to look at whatever else uh, or look at properties, I feel like that's the moment where I would want to teach her to build rapport by finding out why is this guy buying or who is he? What, like, find out more about him. Does he live or do you live in the area? Is this your, so you just decided you're going to buy? Like, that's fantastic. What made you decide to buy? Something like that, something that's going to get this guy to inject more energy into the conversation and be more emotionally attached to it and also help her learn about him a little bit more before she does the, the discovery piece. Yeah, and I think you pointed this out. This guy's a C personality. Those of you guys who haven't studied DISC, basically, he's an analytical. He's going to do... So the other thing I probably would have tried to do is... Hey, why don't we just go look at the house? If you end up not getting turned, if you end up getting turned down for the loan or whatever, whatever, whatever's going on, you know, I'm willing to, I'll, I'm willing to take that risk. I want to get in front of him. What I'm afraid of is that this guy is going to be like, well, I'm going to wait three weeks. And then in the meantime, some other agent's going to get a little bit more aggressive and I'm going to lose it. Right. Yeah. So exactly. I think that's really important. So I, I got one minute left, Dale. Let's see what, what else I can find in here just in one minute. So. Yeah, let's see how she wrapped it up. Well, they, they sent me this as your phone number, 739. I don't get off till 1230. So anytime okay. after that, um, if you need to reach me for a reason, um, you could call or text me. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm going to send you a text message as soon as we get off the phone, just so you have my number. And again, that'll be my direct cell phone so that I text you from. So you can also... Yeah. So ultimately, she did an okay button up, but it 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 didn't. And I cut a little bit of it off at the end. But I, I want to point out just a, a couple of things. Um, stop worrying about people's email. You get the email. And, and I don't know. It, this just seems like a waste of time. Um, yeah, I would. And and don't read don't read their information to them and ask if it's the correct one. Yeah. Ask, hey, I, I'm going to shoot you a text message so you have my info. What's your cell number? I don't care if you think you have their cell number, right? Get them to tell you. That's all you have to do. Uh, what's the best email address I should send uh, this stuff to, right? Where should I email you at? Just get them to tell you. Because the number of times that somebody uses like a, a throwaway email when they register online for things or use a fake phone number or screw up the phone number, it's so high. Just get the person to tell you. They don't expect... A lot of times they don't, uh, you know, connect the dots between, oh, I put stuff online and you have it literally have it sitting right in front of you. Right. Sure. So they'll tell you they're the best number to reach them at or text them at or, you know, to email them at. So just ask them to tell you. 
Yeah. And there's one thing I'm going to point out we didn't get to listen to. I'll go quickly because I know we're at the bottom of the hour. Stop asking presumptuous questions. So you're looking for a three-bedroom home. The only reason she asked that is because this was a three-bedroom home. Yeah. He And honestly, he gave her the answer. Actually, a two-bedroom would work. Don't ask the question like that. How many bedrooms would work for you guys? Oh, okay, great. Versus, oh, so you're looking for a three-bedroom home. Exactly. All right, everybody. We got to end for today. Thank you so much for coming. Cash Call with Dale Archie and Brian Curtis. We'll be back again next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com. And we'll be back again next week.